All right, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 443. Big win in Jacksonville this past weekend, 42-7. to Old dog, it felt like we were exercising some demons, right? I mean, it felt oh, like... Man, did it ever. We were making things right in the universe once again. For the first time in a long time, they were on their heels... They were in trouble from the jump, and we were on the attack. How proud were you? How proud were you? Oh, absolutely. It was shades of 1982. I mean, just total domination. And not only was it total domination, but, I mean, it was my kind of game. Seven passes. You know, and apparently with Fromm completing four, that was three too many. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, what what a day. I mean, Sony Michelle, just, you know, great for him. Elijah Holyfield ripping off a 34-yarder, and Nick Chubb just being the workhorse that he is. DeAndre and, Swift I mean, catching a ball. How about DeAndre Swift catching a ball out of the backfield and just just shrugging off defensive players? And not and not only that, but knocking knocking that loudmouth Crowder, whatever his last name is, Chauncey out of the Gardner. game for a while. Yeah, there exactly. Is, you know, and I mean, yeah, yeah. On a anyone, slant. anyone, apparently, apparently, anyone can throw a slant, but not everyone can take a hit from DeAndre Smith. Well, not everybody <laughs> can defend the slant when Swift is the damn receiver, <laughs> huh? Exactly. Oh, I mean, you know, and and I tell you, I don't know. And and I would love if he would actually tell the truth, and I don't know if he would. But as fast and as agile as Swift is, I'm not real sure that he couldn't have juked that guy and gone for a few more yards. I'm wondering if he just didn't lay the wood to him just to just to do it because he can. You know, he reminded me of Adrian he, Peterson. Just because he, yeah, a guy you know, who's just looking, to say, you know, yeah, a guy who's looking for contact. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, buddy, buddy, here it is. You know, here's the slant pass, and it's coming your way all day. I'm telling you, know, you what, but it, man. it was great. And, and I'm going to pat myself on the back. Who in the world thought I would call the score perfect? I know, right? I know, I know. We, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we got an email from a guy talking about how, uh, we don't know anything about football. Um, and, you know, I said, I, I told him, I said, hey, you're totally free to go and listen to another more fact-based a podcast, but I tell you what, he didn't find one that had a damn score prediction any better than the dog cast. You had 42 to 7. I gave them a field goal because I thought they might, and hell, if they should have probably kicked a field goal in the first half, but hey, they knew better than me. I thought 42 to 10. You thought 42 to 7. So what the hell? You know, we were all. Man, over. absolutely. Absolutely perfect. And the thing, I, you know, I don't know what was better. The beatdown being so good and so complete that Florida just went ahead and got rid of their coach, or the fact that Steve Spurrier was there to witness it. You damn right. We ended Spurrier at Gamecocks. We ended Spurrier, and we had a damn hand in ending McElwain. Now he he of course he did a lot of that work himself, but I'm damn sure. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm damn sure the athletic director didn't make it. It didn't make it a hard sell on Saturday night. I mean, I think the decision was actually made before the game even kicked off. But but still, we definitely uh, we definitely helped him out the door. And you know, 
Let's oh, talk no about doubt. the game. Talk about the game for just a second. Have can you remember a more complete and fierce? You know, I mean, I, I just we've talked about this all season. How different this team is than teams we've seen in the past. But how about those and first seven minutes, brother? Twenty-one oh, to man, zero, and, and, shut down deep. Yeah. it was awesome. Scored on our first eight plays. Mm. And and here's the deal. If anybody just, I mean, you know, is not buying into the culture change or the way stuff is, just look at this weekend. Georgia goes up against goes up against a semi talented Florida dumpster fire on offense, but still a pretty good defense. Forty two to seven. Miami Hurricanes playing the god-awful North Carolina Tar Heels, yeah. barely squeak it out 24-19. to 19. We remember that fight-for-your-life shit every week, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've got some Notre Dame fans that I work with and some other people that sit there and they say, oh, you know, you got to watch you know, Clemson fans. got to watch out for Miami. I said, don't worry about Miami. Yeah. I said, when they come up against a good team, they'll fold up like tissue paper because that's what they do. Hell, they pretty much, they damn near fold up against not good teams. You know, talking about the culture change, too, I want to talk about the game, but talking about the culture change, how about David, how about Davin Bellamy gator chomping after the damn strip sack? And then, you know, he says after the game, they talk with their mouth. He says, we talk with our helmets. (laughs) And Roquan Smith, before the game, this is the kind of damn junkyard dog attitude, Irk Russell, you know, wake the echoes kind of shit. Roquan Smith saying no game has ever been won by talking about it, right? These guys are serious, serious about their craft. They are playing, and they're serious about football, man. And I'm telling you, it is so damn refreshing, I don't even know what to do with myself. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm reliving the 80s. I mean, we're running the ball. We're just, we're dominating. It is, we're we're not passing much, but when we do, it's very, very effective. I mean, it is, it's great. And, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. That first series that we were on defense set the tone for the whole game. Absolutely. I mean, it was, you know, a one-yard gain, I think, a sack. I mean, just everything. You know, all together. I mean, they had, you could tell after after the first series, they had no chance. Hell, not just that. On the very first play, I made a note of this. I went back and watched it again. You know, on the very first play, our damn nose guard, Atkins, made a tackle on the sideline. Okay? Think about that for yeah. just a second. The nose tackle makes a tackle on the sideline. Buddy... That is just something you just don't see every day. I mean, you just don't no. see that. You had the strip sack. No, and I mean, yeah. Oh, and I mean, but, you know, Atkins fights off a block and gets out there on a running back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Think about what has to happen for the nose guard to make a tackle at the damn sideline. And then think about that strip sack, man. You got uh, Reed back there taking the ball. You had guys, I mean, the pressure, the defensive front, the kind of pressure, the pass rush. Um, pass rush was great. Pressure on Franks was great. 
Um, and you know that strip. Well, and you and, talk about and you talk about pressure and that strip sack. Realize that that play started on the Florida twenty-three yard line. The twenty-three, exactly. I mean, I mean, before before we we took the ball away from him, we had backed him up with pressure. 20 yards. I know. It's freaking amazing. And I'm telling you, J.R. Reed just continues. I mean, I, everybody that Roquan, okay, Roquan's going Roquan all day long. He's, he's, he's just the best we got. But damn it, J.R. Reed was just not the best offseason acquisition ever, right? That kid is a damn and, machine. You know, and, and something I thought I'd never say, but hats off to Carter, too. Yeah. He played one hell of a game. He damn sure did. He's everywhere. In coverage, playing star, he played star on what felt like 20 plays this past weekend. It was fantastic, he probably, and he's he effective. Probably, yeah, he probably, he probably played star more plays than he actually did his, his outside linebacker position. And, you know, hats off to the entire defense. In the third quarter, through Eight games, third quarter points, cumulative three. We have given up yeah. three points in the third quarter. Whatever Mel Tucker is feeding these kids at halftime, it is damn working, brother. It is everything There's is working. No <laughs> the defense is damn working, brother. So There's you know, no doubt about it. And to score 21 you know, points in the get- seven minutes, 21 points in seven minutes after this same team, essentially this same personnel, only scored 13 points in the last two games against these Jokers. How nice was it to have that 21-point cushion in seven minutes? I oh. saw a damn Florida guy. We had the, we had Florida guys leaving our section at, at seven minutes to go <laughs> in the first quarter. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and – and you could tell. I mean, you literally could tell that who who had the best team on the field. And it wasn't it wasn't like the old days where we were going to fold up or we were going to do something stupid or we were going to play down to our competition. I mean, he has got these guys. It's almost it's almost like golf. I mean, we're playing we're playing the course and ourselves to see how good we can be and to get better. It's not just about eking out a win by four or five points. It's playing your position and doing what you're supposed to do to perfection. And if you do that, then we are going to average beating every team except one by over 31 points. It's amazing. And, again, Essentially with the same personnel that we've had for the last four years. I mean, you know, on, we've, I mean, not quarterback stuff, but we're playing. This is not entirely Kirby's team by any stretch of the imagination, you know? And, uh, man, are no. we not, we are definitely which, getting more out of these guys. Which, which again, just goes back to what we have, the drum we've been beating for years and years. It's the same talent and it's a different coach. And look at the difference in the way these guys play. I also want to talk about the offense just a little bit. Um, you know, I remember during this season, right, um, when we thought maybe we were going to be okay at tackle, but, you know, the guards, center, you know, Solomon Kinley, those guys, interior linemen, we need some work. Man, the middle of our offensive line is looking really dominant right now. You know, you think about the Chubb touchdown, the Sony run right up the middle. Um, 
Oh, that man, that hole was big enough to drive a bus through. Holy crap, dude. Interior lineman. Solomon Kinley is damn pushing people to the damn bleachers now, buddy. And all that stuff that's a little bit man, that's a little bit zone, but you really feel like Sam Pittman is starting to damn earn his check now, you know, like we designed. And also, Pittman and Chaney are working together as designed, I think, by – Kirby Smart from the get-go. This is what he wanted. You know, we didn't have it last year, couldn't see it last year. We didn't, I mean, you know, we just didn't get it like we wanted last year. But you can really see Pittman and Chaney. Chaney's mixing up the play calls. Pittman's mixing up the blocking schemes, getting running backs to the second level. Everything is starting to kind of work now. Like, I feel like Kirby had this vision all the time, it's really finally starting to really come together at, at in ways that are really subtle and fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, this is, this is really something that the older dogs like myself have experienced, but your, your generation and going forward really hasn't. I mean, it is so much fun to walk into a stadium to wherever you are and know you're going to win, know you're the better team. Just, I mean, it's, it's, we say it all the time, but in a long, long time, it is really great to be a Georgia Bulldog. I tell you, it was the most complete and dominant. It was the most complete win by Georgia since, pre-Spurrier, I think. We haven't had a win like that. And I tell you, I'm happy. I don't know if you agree or not. Would you agree with that statement? We haven't had a win like that yeah. in Jacksonville since 89, right? I mean, since the late no. 90s. And I'm yeah. so happy. I mean, because it was just. It, it is what I it was wanted. total domination. It's what I wanted. It's what I wanted Spurrier to see. And I'm telling you, the fact that McElwain gets let go the next day, it is what I wanted to see because if you read Spurrier's quote last week, I talked about it on the pregame show because every word that comes out of Spurrier's mouth is like poison in my brain. I can't get away from him. But that son of a bitch is like, yeah, you know, I came into the Gainesville and, and changed the culture. You know, I, I flipped the script. I, I changed everything, you know, and and that still stands you know, to this day, right, that kind of attitude and culture that I instilled as a winning coach for Florida is still echoing on the sideline of the Gators. And he was there on Saturday, and I'm telling you, in places he don't want him want to talk about at parties and in places he ain't going to talk about on TV, he saw something on Saturday, and I bet you he thought, wow, it is the end. Like the end of the Spurrier yeah. era is complete. It is. It is over. Everything I built, it's everything like, I designed, that shit is over. It's like walking out of the room and turning off the light switch. It's done. <laughs> we put him in the ground twice. We put Spurrier's career yep. in the ground in Athens behind the dim masterful throwing of Grayson Lambert, and now by yeah. Jake Fromm has put his damn home team in the ground. And speaking of Jake Fromm, you know, how smooth was that damn blitz pickup when he threw the touchdown to Swift? They bring the house. Oh, yeah. And he is not bothered by it. He dumps it off to Swift like it ain't nothing. And Swift, Man, not worried a... about tacklers on Florida's defense. He's just running towards the no. end zone. 
Man, that was great. Exactly. I mean, Fromm is as cool as a cucumber under pressure. The throw to Wims, you know, I mean, come on, man. That throw, back shoulder timing, couldn't have been caught. Hell, I didn't even think Wims could catch it. It was (laughs) – holy crap. And not just, you know, buddy, and and not just that, but how, you know, and again, the two rubes that have a little podcast and don't know anything. How long have we been beating – how long have we been beating the damn drum to get – some receivers that are over 5'11". Yeah, I know, right? Look what a look what a tall receiver can do. And that was that was what all that play was all about. Yeah. There's a 6'4 receiver on a DB that's 5'10". He makes that check. You know, he sees the single coverage. He doesn't give it away. He doesn't telegraph it. He just makes the damn throw and expects Wims to catch it, and it totally works. Absolutely. And puts it where only Wims can get it. And, you know, the pick was ugly as hell, no doubt about it. He totally thought Sony was going to do something that Sony did not do. Totally a freshman move. He guessed at something, and he guessed wrong. But I tell you what, man, I'll take his bad guesses. If he only makes well, one and, damn and bad not guess just, a game, I'll take it. And, and not just that, but what, but what came of it? A three right. and out, absolutely nothing. The defense trots onto the up. field and just and just squashes it. You know, said, "Hey, we got your back. Don't worry about it, kid." One other thing about Fromm that I've noticed that has been you, we've kind of touched on it, but I saw more of it in this Florida game. Fromm is making checks and moving the offense around in a way that is way more serious and forceful. You know, he's not, um, he's not, I don't know what the word, he's not timid or uncertain. He's like, you, get up on the line. You, move back. He, he is running that damn offense, right? He's not, he's not timid or uncertain at all. He doesn't look like a freshman with his checks and his sets, his pre-snap reads. He is making shit move around in a way like a guy who is way more experienced, and it's very, uh, uh, it's 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 comforting. Comforting is the word. Oh, I feel ab- pretty damn absolutely. good about it. Uh, and I'll tell you one other thing about Jake Fromm. He ain't worried about Jacob Eason taking his job. <laughs> no, he's not. Even when he has two damn delay of games in a row, he is not worried at all about Jacob Eason. At all. No. At any time. He's not worried about him next spring. He's not worried about him. Hey, this is the big dog from North Augusta, South Carolina, over here in enemy territory. Long time listener, first time caller. Just want to say go dogs. Hopefully by the time you hear this, we will have beaten the Gators down by about 30 or 40 points. Appreciate all the hard work y'all do. Look forward to listening to the Victory Podcast this coming week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dogcast technical support now breathing outside of Washington, D.C. This is a very, very, very satisfying win. This is a very satisfying-looking team. I am very, very satisfied. I... Don't sound it because I'm kind of screamed out. I just wish that my medical issues didn't prevent me from drinking. Unfortunately, the strongest drink I'll have is coffee, but I'll have one very hot 
and very tall, just to salute this win. I am ecstatic that we kicked some gator butt. How about them dogs? Tuesday, the first end-of-season poll comes out. We should be up there. Dogcast technical support, out. Hey, Derek, old dog. This is Sea Dog Knight, long-time listener, oftentimes caller. What a whooping to put on the gators. That's just great. Saw a picture on the Twitter or Facebook, one of the other, the Chick-fil-A cows that said, eat more gator, improperly spelled, of course. And also, not only did football dogs whip up on Florida over the weekend, Georgia swimming team, and also Georgia hockey, they both whooped up on Florida as well. So it's a triple threat weekend for the dogs. Always enjoy the show, guys. Go dogs. All right, dog cast, Derek and old dog, this is J-Rock. I've been listening to y'all for, golly, probably more than eight years, seems like. And during that time, I lived in uh, Columbus, Georgia, in Houston, Texas, and now I'm back in Atlanta. And I got to say, we are seeing a new era in Georgia football. I think that that win down in Florida, in Jacksonville, is the start of something that I don't think we even understand yet. With the recruiting that's happening and the attitude that Kirby Smart has brought, we may be seeing the birth of a new dynasty. Anyway, you know, I, 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 I can't say that I've ever seen a more complete battle or put down of an opponent like Georgia did with Florida today. And I'm just, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm in the car with my man cubs, and we just went to Waffle House to celebrate. By the way, there's a great article about Waffle House and college football that they recorded in, uh, uh, that the guy wrote in Athens, at the Waffle House in Athens, which is a great article you need to read. But anyway, go dogs. Beat the Gators. And old dog, way to go. You predicted 42 to 7. It was 42 to 7. Holy cow, that's accurate, brother. All right, J Rock signing off from Atlanta, GA. Go dogs. Holy shit, dog cast fans. Check this out. Senior Nostradamus and Junior Nostradamus. I'm listening to the podcast after the ball game, right? The podcast wasn't out in time. I'm listening to it after the game, and you guys are predicting what the score is. Shit, old dog jumps straight out, 42 to 7. Holy smokes. And then Derek dives in with a 42 to 10, predicting a jump touchdown late in the game. Guess what? Jump touchdown late in the game, no field goal early on. But, man, you two, holy smokes, are spot on. And old dog, I'm with you. I, I remember the '80s. I'm one of one of the clouds of, uh, of 1980. And man, we owned the Gators back in those days. And I think we are on the beginning of a new trend. We're going to own them now. So, go dogs! Fantastic, Nostradamus Senior and Nostradamus. Hey guys, Steve from Savannah. Uh, just to start off with, hey, it's nice waking up on a Sunday morning after one of these games and not mad at the world. Um, so that's 
that's definitely a plus. I'm glad we got the win. It's going to make life a lot easier this year with all my uh, friends down in Florida. So uh, I really appreciate the win. Uh, one thing we need to keep in perspective, though, one for for sure, this was a this was not a good Florida team, but we did beat them like we should have. <clears throat> Two things I'm a little concerned about. One, I was kind of concerned about our offensive play calling towards the end of the game. We seem to want to sit on the lead and we act like we don't have a lot of confidence in our offense. You know, I would have liked to have seen us just continue to move the ball down the field and score and, you know, just see how bad we could beat them. I understand, you know, we wanted to get a win, and that's the that's the focus or the goal of, of, of these games is just to come out with a win. But it seemed to me like there's a little bit of concern, a little bit of lack of confidence in, in, in doing things uh, towards the end of a ball game. The biggest thing I've got a problem with, um, I wish they take these little shoulder pad spiked turnover award and do away with it. Uh, for the first time this year, uh, I saw a lot of grabbing, uh, tackling. It looks like we're more, we're preoccupied with trying to get a turnover and strip the ball instead of making tackles. Uh, we've got to understand, and I'm sure Kirby will explain it to him this week, that, that turnovers are a byproduct of a good defense and good tackling. You know, you hit a quarterback and wrap him and, you know, squeeze him, throw him to the ground, the ball comes out, you get it. Or you put pressure on him and he throws an interception. Or you hit somebody so hard the ball comes loose. We start this grabbing mess and running alongside of them trying to take the ball out of their hands. You try and do that mess with Alabama, they will drag you and several others straight to the end zone. So we need to get back to what we were doing. Quit uh, getting preoccupied with us getting these turnover awards. And let's just keep hitting people like we were in the beginning of the game. Hitting them, wrapping up, and driving them to the ground. We cannot we cannot lose that. We looked a lot like the old dogs in the fourth quarter yesterday uh, on how we were tackling. So um, hopefully we'll get that rectified and we'll get back to where we were. But great win. Uh, let's just go beat Muschamp and see if we can get another coach fired this year. Go dogs. Hey, this is Big Dog from North Augusta, South Jagalacky, over here in enemy territory. I just wanted to say go dogs. Hell of a win last night. On to the next victim. I figure we ought to hang fifty on the game cops. I'm I'm thinking maybe uh fifty two to ten should be a good decent win there. <laughs> All right. Yep. This is Isaiah's dad. Like I told y'all about six weeks ago, I ain't got nothing to bitch about, and you might not hear from me, but I started thinking, hell, everybody's doing their job. The team, the coaches, Death and Old Dog, hell, everybody's doing their job. I say it's bad you're not doing your job. You're just sitting back. That's why, you know, that's why we got rid of Rick. Old dog, you damn nailed it. You damn nailed it, buddy. Forty two to seven. The man, the man knows football. Much as I bitch about it. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm dead serious about this. Let me, I'm going to compliment y'all on y'all's overall attitude. I remember before the first game, uh, and it could have been one of the one of the off season podcasts. But y'all were really, and me too, me too now, 
y'all were really down in the mouth. And I mean, it sounded to me like there might not be no more dog cats. Y'all really sounded like, well, it ain't worth it. You know, I, we're just, we're tired of it. We're, we're getting tired of it. You know, and all of a sudden, I've listened to these last four or five, well, just about every podcast all year. And I'm not kidding you. The excitement in y'all's voice, the attitude, the feeling, the happiness. And if you don't think that transfers over to the audience, y'all are crazy. It is, it, I mean, it is just really good. But y'all, these guys, they, they, Kirby didn't just come in and make a difference or make them a little better. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole new world. It's a whole, wholly different. I can't even explain it. I mean, you know, and I like it. And Derek, you're right. We're not trying to stay in the game to, to just to keep from getting beat. We don't want to go out there and beat their fucking asses. And I mean, beat them till they don't even know what their damn name is when they walk off the field. I'm not kidding. Anyway, I'm back. I ain't gone anywhere. I'm not too sure about this Isaiah's uncle. I like Steve and Savannah and Morgan and Alabama. Those two, I like those two call-ins. And uh, anyway, I'm still trying to get that fish off my dick, you know, from Notre Dame for those girls that can't eat meat. I've been rubbing it, but it won't come off. This damn thing won't come off. I will be, I'll get back. <laughs> I was like, Dad, yeah, a few more things I want to, if you don't think the team, if you don't think the team doesn't listen to the dog cast, and this positive attitude doesn't transfer to them, well, you're wrong. I know it does. And I guarantee it's having a good effect on them, too. Oh, I was so glad. I am so glad that Coach, Steve Spurrier is back in Florida and witnessed what happened Saturday. I, I just like, sometimes I like to take his head and just hold it down in the grass on the 50-yard line and just sort of, you know, just sort of move it back and forth. And anyway, an old dog, I... <laughs>